Hey guys, it's Simona, and I am super excited to be back with another episode of Simona's Reality. Today, I'm here with two very special guests, Daniel and Drew, the hosts of ZFameZ and Reality Noted, two big Instagram franchises. ZFameZ is Big Brother, and Reality Noted is Survivor. Currently, ZFameZ is filming and airing season five, and Reality Noted is just finishing up with season eight. Um, I'm super excited to talk to Daniel and Drew about what they've gained from hosting, what they've learned, their favorite parts, and what the future could potentially hold for these franchises, and maybe some casting advice somewhere in there, so stay tuned to find out. Let's meet them now. Okay, so hey Daniel and Drew, if you each want to introduce yourselves. Ladies first. Yeah, you're going to go. <laughs> Walks in. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel Icon Brown. Um, I'm here to talk about ZFMZ, the superior of the two uh, franchises, and I can't wait. And I'm Drew. I'm here to talk about Reality Noted. In my opinion, the superior. I'm just kidding. I think they're both phenomenal. Um, I'm the host of Reality Noted. Also, you can find me at Big Brother by Drew. That's my normal account. All right. I'm mad, didn't I didn't like around everywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So my first question for you guys is, what made you want to start hosting? Daniel, if you want to go first. Um. Okay, yeah. Well, actually, I feel like you should go first, because I kind of, like, piggybacked actually, up Actually, because I was first. I started yeah. hosting first. I guess I can. So um, originally, when I first started hosting, I decided to host with Rocky, and then later on, Pal came into the mix. A little bit down the line, it kind of became me and then different production members cycling through and stuff. But the main reason was I had played a lot of different games and I feel like I had learned a lot of different stuff. And I wanted to apply all the things that I had learned playing different games into hosting my own game. And I feel like I accomplished that and I made Reality Noted, which was, I think, very innovative, especially at the time. I think I introduced a lot of stuff that are now very popular now today. And I think I kind of help change the survivor and even the the face fandom world if that makes sense so i kind of just wanted to host because i wanted to show that i could learn from what i'd been involved with and i could make my own thing and i think i did that so that's kind of why yeah so me um i love reality tv always have um so watching these shows was so like i just loved loved it all the time and the problem with like modern reality shows is like a lot of times you're like waiting for moves to happen that never happen. And in this fandom, that's something that you know happens all the time. Moves are made constantly, practically week to week. And I've played so many games and I had hosted a little bit prior, but nothing like super major until um ZFMC. So kind of talking with Drew one night, we were like, Drew was like, you know, like I host Survivor, like I kinda want like a partner in crime through all of this and I was like, you know what, like, I've hosted Big Brother before, but, like, I don't know. Like, I haven't really done nothing in the face fandom too much. And it, half of half of it was, like, him hyping me up, and then the other half of it was, it was like, yeah, I can do that. So one thing led to another, and we, like, launched ZFMZ or whatever. And um, I don't know, I had never turned back. It's so fun. Like, the casting process, it's, like, so tiring, but I love doing it, finding, like, a bunch of different, like, people different personality types that you just want to see how they match and then sometimes it happens the way you think it would and sometimes it's the complete opposite so um there's just a lot that is kind of 
uh, like once you like make that first stab it's easy just to like get addicted to it because it's i mean every season's different and um you never know what you're gonna get it's like an element of surprise that i love about it yeah for sure so once you started hosting kind of like you said you never turned back but what really made you continue um, for me, what made me continue hosting was, like, I was known, I feel like, I kind of went, I think, Simona, you're having a little bit of a stage of this, where I think you're known as one of the more dominant players that's, like, popping up in every single game, oh and God. I, like, made my tour myself, like, I definitely had that moment where I would see people complain that I was in every single game, and then when I started hosting, I feel like I shifted over to that and started focusing on that, because I fell in love with creating these opportunities, like, it's one thing to be a part of it and to be a component but it's another thing to create it. Not only are you allowing people to fully invest into something that they really want to do and get to play a game that they love, but also giving them an opportunity to meet people, make friends, have an experience. And so getting to continue to see that um, process over and over and give so many different people that opportunity to really have this like experience that can really last long with you. Like even Simona and your season, The Void, like you have a whole friend group from that. And like yeah. I played a role in creating that and like that's something that has like affected your life since and like in a major way so knowing that I can have that kind of impact on people is mind-blowing and I keep doing it because I want to keep impacting people like that I met my best friend in the whole world through playing a game so if I can do that for other people give them that chance I'm going to keep doing that and it's something I'm very proud of um for me it's all about the experience like um, I played so many games and there was always just something like lacking. Like I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, like I'm sending these emojis in a certain order, but like, <laughs> I want to like actually compete and I want to like do all this stuff. So, um, one thing that I kind of introduced is like the whole Skype competitions and no one had done that before I did. I kind of was taking a huge risk. I was like, can you guys please go to Walmart and buy these things and we'll see what happens. And I'll like, thank you, use them in the season. And it was a kind of like a new thing at first, but then like now every, like almost every host <laughs> has some sort of like supply list. Yeah. Everyone has like cups. Yeah. Right. Cups is like the main one. Um, but why I kept hosting was just, I would, I like after the season ends and you're like, okay, like, I could end it here, but then everyone's like, oh, my God, that was, like, the best Big Brother game I've ever played, or that was, like, the best season, or what, whatever the case may be. And then there's people who are viewing. Like, it's not just the people who are playing that are getting an experience. Like, you're giving an experience to viewers who, like, routinely check the account and, like, keep up to date, like, as if it were, like, on CBS. So um, there's just, like, a big appeal to that for me, not, like, necessarily about, like, the notoriety of it all, but more so, like, the connection that you make, like, uh, host to house guest and host a viewer and um like i've branched like drew's one of my closest friends uh we weren't that close before our season i just wanted we weren't really close before you played z Z, but now i consider you a friend like you yeah. just make these connections and you have um just like a uh, respect uh for like a bunch of new different people so i love that part about it and i'd probably say that's like what has kept me doing it through all these years yeah my next question you know is how did your franchise develop over time you know like zach and i for example we're in the very beginning stages of starting a franchise you know we're on season three and i know like looking back like the game has already changed so much like we started the game by like borrowing like a set of rules from another host because we like didn't want to like forget anything you know in this season we like rewrote them and really made them our own and customized them to our game and like i'm sure like you've had a lot of things that have changed from like season one to season eight or like season five and so what are like the big things that have really changed uh yeah i just wrapped my eighth season and that's like insane to think about 
So obviously over time, like you're experiencing Nick, every season's different. I feel like you learn a lesson. So there's definitely stuff that you want to keep applying. I've even thought, um, I guess we'll probably end up getting into this later, but like if I do a season nine, <laughs> I definitely want like a revamp. And um, some of the stuff that I feel like I've changed, like even starting out, I started with Skype tribal councils and I was kind of the first person to introduce that and do that. And now we've moved to zoom. I've like come to the new age, you know, if you will reference to my season. Um, <laughs> it took a lot. Of I feel like that <laughs> I will before, cause I thought I was like done. So back in season seven, I was like, I'm, this is my last season. So I don't need to, you know, learn and innovate. I can stick with what I know. And then coming back, I was like, okay, I know I have to go with what everyone else uses. I don't use Skype anymore. So like I have to do zoom and I absolutely love zoom. I think it has way more beneficial components to it that helps so much for like a tribal council or any type of an immunity challenge, anything like that. Zoom um, sponsor. Even, oh yeah. <laughs> shout out zoom. Um, but besides that, like, I think obviously the technology and everything, but even the challenges and the way you go about certain things, like I've hosted like over a hundred tribal councils. So I used to be like, at first I was nervous going into them. And I would think a little bit about my questions now I open my laptop and I have no idea what's going on or I don't think about a single question and I just kind of go in that moment. You get a lot more comfortable. You learn a lot more um, things that just can help you going forward. And obviously you alter those and it just comes with experience. And so like to new hosts like yourself that are just starting, I would say that as over, like, you know, things go over time, you just pick up things and you learn and you apply. Um, I think I've evolved so much and like, I know I haven't, I don't have eight seasons under the belt, but I have, I'm on my fifth one, so I feel like uh, I take big breaks, because um, Big Brother is, like, a lot, and I can definitely see, I used to be like, CBS should, like, totally host, like, three a year, like, I don't know why it's only once a year, like, this is so dumb, but, like, I get it, <laughs> and um, it's, it's a lot of work, and so I definitely, I think Drew's, like, more of, like, a, okay, jump right into it, jump right into it, but I need, like, okay, let's put it in the grave for a few months, and then we'll step right back in in a little bit. Um, but I mean, if you look at my like first season, like there's so many different components that have changed, like competitions, the casting, the ed the edits, like, oh my God, like if you look at my edits from a few years ago, I don't think that they're horrible, but they're definitely nowhere where they are now. Like, I feel like once I do like end the franchise, I'll walk away, like at least gaining, like <laughs> learning how to edit. So, um, that could come in handy in life at any time. Um, but I don't know. I'm someone who is very, I'm a perfectionist. So that like comes into play a lot with like what I do. And I always look at something and I'm like, okay, um, I know Drew probably like hates how much I change my edits, but like if <laughs> uh, pre-season I send like one edit and then like a hundred later and then I'm still like, but it like something's not right. Like, what is it? And I just like critique, critique, critique until I like, I'm happy with the result and I won't stop until I'm happy. And I think that's what makes um, my game so attractive, I guess, is um, just, like, the the need to perfect, perfect, perfect. And I think, like, a lot of us, like, that have successful games can relate to that. And even with, like, competitions, like, like I said, I was kind of, like, the first person to, like, innovate competitions into, like, a real-life, like, physical or whatever the case may be. Like, I was the first one to do, like, an endurance competition, and, like, every single game does endurance competitions now. So mm -hmm. it's... Um, and just that like want and desire to like make the experience more real like it's one thing to like get on your phone like the, like years ago and be like okay i gotta do hoh let me 
uh, go take a picture of Google, screenshot a picture of Google and send it in the DM, hope my internet is fast enough. Like, if that's right. one thing, but it's another thing. All right, Simona and Drew, take out your paper. We need your cups. We need three cups today. We need five note cards. We need whatever. And here's what you're going to do. Here's, I'm going to watch you two of you set it up. And that may take a while, but it'll be worth the experience. And um, that's just kind of like um, perfect, perfect, perfect. I just feel like I keep repeating those words because uh, I, in order for me to like want to do this, I have to be passionate about it. And if I'm passionate about something, it's not, I'm never 50%, it has to be like 110%. And I think uh, that's what's like kind of kept the franchise fresh. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to my next question, what have your more recent seasons been like? So like Drew, for you, like you just came back to hosting, you know, you had a pretty big break between season seven and season eight. I think season seven took a toll on all of us. So definitely understand that one. Um, and then you came back kind of with fresh eyes and Daniel, you're hosting your first returning season of the franchise. So what has that all kind of been like? So yeah, I took like a five month break and for me, I think you guys know, I was always back to back to back. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I am losing it. I thought I was done. Um, but obviously that hunger came back and I did come back for season eight. And I'm so happy I did because it's definitely one of my favorites of all time. I think the cast was phenomenal. Um, and I feel like coming back, I have learned a lot. I've learned a lot about, like, honestly, to be real with you, every season that I've done, I feel like I hit a point where I'm like, oh, I want this to be over. I can't deal with this. I I'm done. And this season, I didn't ever hit that point. Not once did I hit that point. The closest I can say is editing this finale. Um, and that's only because I got so many confessionals from the finalists. And it's so, like, it's not anybody's fault. It's just there's a lot of content. But I feel like I... I feel like I learned that it's okay to take a break. I don't have to dish out another season. If I want to do a season nine, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about, if I want to do <laughs> season nine, then like I can wait if I want to wait. And I don't have to throw myself back in. And I think learning that it's okay to take time for yourself. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to have a little bit more planning going into it and have a little bit more time just to chill. That's okay. So I'm really proud that I learned that and I had such a great season. Me, on the other hand, I'm having my first returning season. Like, that's, I, it was always something I was, like, dreaming about. I'm like, okay, uh, this person got evicted, but, like, I want to bring them back so bad. And I was just, like, waiting for that moment. And here it is. It's, like, my first full cast of returnees. And everyone wants it. Everyone wants to play. Like, there's no, like, someone who's like, mm, like, uh, like, I applied for this game, but, like, uh, I kind of care. I kind of don't, like, everyone cares. <laughs> so that's, like, something that, um, not that, like, I mean, a lot of, like, especially my previous seasons, everyone pretty much cares, like, a lot. But on this one, there's just something different about, like, you have something to lose now. You are coming in, you have whatever reputation you have. Like, I mean, we have Zach. Like, I know you're familiar with Simona. <laughs> he went home first on his season, and he's going up against people who, like, won. And look, in this returning season, with the twist of events, the person who won his season is now, like, the one who got sent home first. So it's just, like, so... Um, it's really compelling, especially, like, knowing, like, the history, and uh, it's always fun, like, the first few weeks, they're, like, talking about, oh, in my season, we did this, and in my season, we did this, and uh, there's definitely, like, an edge that they have. Um, I've never had, like, a full cast of returning, so I never was able to, like, relate to, uh, or not, I guess, relate, but uh, I never was able to see um, that, like, perspective of the game, but now that they're coming back, they're more 
like prepared, I guess. Uh, they kind of know what to expect. A lot of people are taking certain parts of their strategy from their first game and uh, uh, kicking some other strategies out that maybe didn't work. So that's always like super, um, it was like super fun. And uh, just watching them all compete. And like, I've, I saw these people, like I, for example, like Noah's like the only person from his original season and he's up against like four other people from like a different season. And just seeing, like, I never thought I would see Noah interact with Brenda, who's interacting with uh, Lacey, who's interacting. Like, it's just a bunch of, like, random people. And in my opinion, I thought I did a really good job casting it because there's not that many, like, connections. I mean, yeah, of course, we all are in this fandom, but um, we all have connections. But really, there was no, like, clear, like, unbreakable bonds. And <laughs> so I just thought that was, like, a really good element to it as well. Yeah, well, kind of moving on from that, Drew, you touched on this a little bit before, but what are your future plans for the franchise? Um, yeah, so if I told you to come here to hear about season nine, this is it. This is the part you're, like, trying to find. Um, I will say that I'm going to be looking for a very specific group of people. There's going to be a very specific, like, kind of player or kinds of players that I am trying to find. So during that casting process, I think at a point you will be made aware of what I'm looking for. So it's going to come down to who I think fits those categories and who can pitch themselves in that way. I've never had a season where I've needed such a, like such specific personality types before. So I'm super eager to get back into interviews and back into videos and cutting people, even though I'm going to be so upset about doing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of what you can expect. I'm not going to get too much into it. Also, I will say... I have a really great concept. Like, if you've been keeping up with my account, towards the, like, especially the later few seasons, I have these, like, really weird concepts. Like, now they're in, like, the land of Terra Nova, like, Fire and Ice. That's, like, season eight. Well, like, season nine, we're going to continue to discover Terra Nova. And I think what I want to do, I actually haven't even talked to Daniel or Simona about this, like, last part that I'll have. I'll tell you guys later. But I have a really interesting concept for what to do with the land of Terra Nova and how it's going to make sense with this twist and this theme for the season. So I'm not going to tell you too much, but that's your little teaser for season nine. I'll take it. <laughs> um, for me, I kind of, like, definitely need my breaks from hosting. It's super draining, and a part of me just, like, sometimes start the season, I'm just like, ugh. I gotta get on a host each wage. Like, it's so, like, a job almost. So I definitely need, like, my space. I can not the type of person who can, like, jump in and, like, host back to back to back to back. Um, but for the future of the franchise, um, I definitely foresee more seasons. I definitely want to end with All-Stars. When that is going to be, I'm not 100% sure, but I definitely want it to, like, uh, just drop the All-Stars cast and then actually leave unlike some other people i won't say i'm leaving i like actually will leave uh, <laughs> i'm gonna talk about that after he's done i'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> um sorry just a little throw some shade You're uh, good. <laughs> um but the question was uh the future of the franchise um yeah so i definitely like want to host more um i really don't like know see i don't have any like plans or like set plans but I do know that there are some themes that, like, I didn't get to explore that I have wanted to explore for a while. Like, I've always wanted to do kind of, like, a, not survivor, but, um, like, jungle-type theme or, like, very, like, wilderness or something like that. And I never really, like, went into that. It's been very, like, casino, bloodbath, like, kingdom, like, very just, like, distinct themes. And I think opening up to, like, a more, um, like, uh, 
nature like theme would be cool um but yeah other than that i don't like have like set plans but i know i want to end on all stars and um yeah that's kind of like where my head's at with that well for now everybody go tune into season five <laughs> yeah this season my favorite like uh theme by far uh heroes versus villains everyone's like survivor but i was like there's definitely heroes and villains in big brother and uh we our twist kind of like keeps like them divided a little bit they're always like mm, well i should probably like stick with my villains i should probably stick with my heroes because if we take out the others we get safety but there's still like that but i could turn on them and then there are some heroes that um like oh they were a hero in their season but are they a hero this season i don't know and there's some villains that are like okay yeah they were definitely a villain in their season but now they're looking more like a hero and i think that's so intriguing to like see um kind of storylines and arcs like change because they definitely do and i think uh heroes and villains are so alike in different ways and i just like love that concept two things i want to comment really quick before i go to the next thing first this one's kind of random but i want to touch a little bit on what daniel said about editing actually first before i say the other thing it's interesting because like you can see with me like going into terra nova and like these more outlandish things i'm kind of over the nature aspect and like as host i feel like your edits and like the way your feed looks is actually so important to you like it might be less important to other people even though like it's less interesting to them in the idea of the concept but like it obviously is interesting and eye grabbing and stuff you want to have a good feed so that people are you know interested in your franchise but it's interesting because i'm like trying to come up with these creative things like for example the void that was not very naturey or like i'm doing things with terra nova i'm kind of stepping out of it because you start to use it over and over, you want to, like, change it up. So I'm finding, like, new ways to incorporate other stuff. Whereas Daniel has, like, more, he can incorporate, like, you know, a castle. He can incorporate, like, house or, like, building-type settings. And now he wants to go a little bit more nature I just think that was an interesting thing to point out because you kind of want to branch out. And I think me and him both do a really good job of that, of, like, stepping outside of the boundaries that are kind of set in these areas and trying to come up with a creative idea. So I just want to talk about that. The other thing that I wanted to say... <laughs> was um how he mentioned like oh i'm gonna actually we'll see about that first daniel (laughs) um so for me i actually i haven't even like talked about this with anyone really but like coming back was like really scary because i don't know you see so many hosts like i have okay so i left because i had this like i was done like i was really sick of it really over it at that moment i couldn't do it anymore um but then I got a hunger for it and then I shut it down and I, I kept like wanting to do it again. I kept shutting it down. I didn't want to do it. I finally caved. It was Christmas break. It felt like the right time. And I feel like this has like restored a little bit. And now I'm more at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm never going to say never. And if any moment in my life, I decide to host, I'm going to decide to host. I feel like this fandom, if you will, has like grown so much and like so many people are older and like it continues to change and alter and who knows what this is going to look like i have no idea what this could like shift and alter into so i'm kind of just here for the ride and to see what happens <laughs> but like i want to say like i always did deal with the fear when i came back because you see so many hosts like you saw like reality stats like griffin if you're familiar with him like he hosted and then like left and then tried to come back and then he fell on his face like and i love griffin so this isn't shade but, like, Caden did the same thing, host of Torchex Nation, Ilex Nation, hosted for a long time, left, came back, and then fell on his face. Like, you see a lot of these hosts um, want to leave because they get sick of it and then want to come back because they do love it. But then they end up not succeeding when they come back. That, like, return doesn't go well. And so me coming back was definitely something that I thought about. 
what if I come back and I, I can't do it and I cancel the season? Or what if I come back and this, that, or the other, you know? Like, so that was a big deal. I just wrapped my season. I did come back and have a really successful comeback. So, yeah, Daniel, maybe it might not be the final, final, final battle, but I'm happy <laughs> that I can come back and have a successful return. <laughs> right, and well, I just kind of want to elaborate on that. Um, me and Drew actually kind of, like, talked about this earlier. The Instagram community is, like, ages ahead of like every other like reality show community and that's just my personal opinion like i've tried these like discord games that are like not instagram and you have like one voice chat and you just have to talk in there Mm -hmm. or these like facebook games like i think the facebook is like the worst out of them all but um (laughs) it's just like not good like the like i feel like they care about it but like i they're like blinded to what they can and can't do and like they don't know that there's like so much you can do with like not just the editing but like you can add discord you can like make them go get stuff like we i feel like have evolved the community and not just me like hosts in general like we as hosts have like evolved the community and i just think that like the younger generation because a lot of these other places are like definitely older like the average age Mm -hmm. and like the facebook community is like definitely like 10 years (laughs) older than like what we are here so i think that they're just kind of like it's like a mindset almost like we're younger and like I guess we've been doing this, like, a, I mean, I started this when I was in, like, high school. I know you were the same for you, Drew. Like, we were playing these games, and Simona as well. Um, I think you're, like, still in high school? Yeah, I'm a senior. Yeah, so, um, like, we, I guess it's partly we have more time, I guess, when we're younger. So, I like, maybe a part of it, but um, it's, like, crazy. I, when you look at, like, I just got done with a, a horrible experience of a game, and uh no shade to like operation survival but it was just not like the prize money is fifteen hundred dollars and like that's great but the experience was like not good at all and i was like i could literally probably play like some non-face game and like have a hundred times more fun than i did in that like fifteen hundred dollar prize game so um, i think that this community is like special because we are so like uh go-getters and um we strive for like greatness whereas i think a lot of other places settle so i think that that like sets this fandom apart yeah i'd agree it's been really cool i've been here for almost like three years now something like that and like it's been really awesome to watch everything grow you know it went from everything being on instagram to also having discord servers and also having like alumni discord servers and now also using zoom and skype and having materials and like doing things that are like real and like house run where you have to like run around your house and like get things you know like those are like very like real experiences versus like kind of like you mentioned at the beginning daniel like sending emojis like in a string backwards you know which is very much what it was like um back then or whatever (laughs) back in my day (laughs) right back in my day um so kind of moving on I want to talk about twists you know there are a lot of twists that can change the game and I've had debates with friends where they're like if the twist changes how the game works entirely I don't want it I want nothing to do with it and I know like personally I know Zach and I have some like pretty game changing twists in store and I still think like the game of survivors, the game of survivor, the game of big brothers, the game of big brother, and you can kind of throw whatever into it because it is always changing, you know? So like what twists have you tried that have worked? What twists have you tried that haven't worked? Maybe what twists would you be curious to try? Okay. I would like love to answer this question because I, okay. I, my opinion on twist is that I I'm all down for like a back to the basic season. If that's what you want. I think at the end of the day, 
the gameplay and the players will provide entertainment for themselves and it'll be great if you do that but if you choose to throw in something i think that can keep people on their toes i think that could make the game a little bit more interesting it could give players like more of an opportunity i will say one of my absolute favorite twists that i ever did and i would love to one day bring it back and it like everyone that asks me gets this answer and daniel's shaking his head i feel like he's like uh-uh I love the, in season two, the mm-hmm. vault rollover twist. Daniel's saying no, but, like, he didn't get to experience it. Okay, so basically what you could do in my second season was if you were at tribal council and you decided that you did not want to vote and you wanted to keep your vote to yourself, you could save your vote. So what that would do was you would gain an extra vote, and you could only have up to three votes at a time. So it wasn't, like, this crazy you'd have eight, 11 votes or something like that. <laughs> and I liked it so much because – there was strategy to it. There was a risk to it. If you were saving your vote, you were gaining power, but you were also sacrificing it. And I think having it cap off at three um, limited how much you could do. And obviously this didn't last all game. It did end a couple votes, I think, into merge, like maybe two votes into merge. Um, and it was really interesting to watch players use the strategy. Like I know it sounds super, super messy, like when you write it down on paper, but watching the players play with it was super interesting because plus I would always reveal like during the um like right before I would reveal the votes during tribal, I'd be like there are eight votes in the urn. So say there was nine people, you would know that one person saved their vote. So you could kind of have an idea and speculate who potentially saved their vote. And it was a really great concept and I would love to bring it back. And I just thought it was was so great and I I love it. I swear up and down that it's the best. Um there's obviously some other things that I definitely do love. Um, I can't really even think of them right now, but I will say something that was like more of a miss for me, not that it was bad, but in, in your season, actually in season six, I didn't love the twist that I came up with because we had the missions twist, which is fine. Like it, it was interesting to watch, but it wasn't like phenomenal. It was okay. And I feel like most of my twists, I'm like, wow, that was great. That one was okay. And then the in merge, I can't even remember exactly how it worked, but in merge, it would randomize if someone would like reveal a vote or something yeah they would have to public vote at the beginning of tribal yeah public vote at the beginning and i feel like um it was it was fine it wasn't bad but it wasn't phenomenal but i will say that season was saved because the cast was so great and the dynamic was so great with like how much how much people were like passionate about their team and the green team and the red team Saved. It wasn't bad twist, but it was just overshadowed by how great the cast was, and um, which is that should always be the case. The players should always be front and center. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of maybe like my least favorite. I wouldn't say bad, but maybe my least favorite. Um, and then for like a twist, I can tell you a twist that like I wanted to do, but then I didn't do, and like maybe one day I'll do it. I don't think so. It's pretty weird and out there and messy, but it was like like reality noted like washed up or something would be like the name that was like the concept name and so um basically it was gonna be like say you swapped when you swapped and say say you were on two tribes and you swapped into two more new tribes there would be new people that would come into the game and so tribe a would have a new person that was just introduced and tribe b would have a new person that was just introduced like brand new into the game and so it was going to do that, and I think maybe you would swap, um, like, or not swap, but, like, at merge, then another new person would be introduced at merge. So, obviously, a huge advantage. Like, you miss the whole 
pre-merge, but also a disadvantage because you're brand new. Um, it's very like weird and out there and maybe an unfair advantage to some players, but it was just something that I thought, because, you know, changing a swap or a merge, it changes the dynamics, so why not change the dynamics by throwing in a whole new person, like, which is so out there. Obviously, I decided to not do it because it's, like, so crazy, but that's definitely something like that I was brainstorming in the middle of the night. Um, there's some other basic-type seasons that got thrown under the rug, but that's probably the most creative twist that I decided to get rid of. Um, For me, coming up with a twist is probably the most, like, the hardest part of the preseason because I always look at, um, well, unfortunately, in, like, these games, like, there's this thing called mob mentality, and <laughs> it happens a lot, especially in, like, modern Big Brother and Survivor. Um, like, there's the top, there's the bottom. Let's just stick, let's just try to survive, guys. Let's just pick off the bottom. So since that is such, like, a prominent thing in games nowadays, um, I am very careful to not put in a twist that will like enforce that mm -hmm. and i've like definitely messed up in the past like in my third season uh z theme z kingdom i kind of had a twist that completely changed the process of eliminating people so um instead of having like we still had an hoh we still had a veto holder but the hoh would assign a council uh, i'm sorry the hoh would assign like royalty so it's like I tried to like make it like a tier system um, to give like the game a new twist. And so the the tier is like, okay, there's the royal people and then like there's the rest of the house. So if you're not royalty, you're not safe for the week. However, you get to kind of have like a dem democracy and you get to elect people who you want to represent the house. And the people who are represented are the council. And in the event that there's a replacement needed, the power would be shifted from the HOH to the council. So mm -hmm. I was thinking at the time like, okay, this is a really good way for people to, like, just because you're HOH doesn't mean you have all the power. Like, you'll definitely have to work because, I mean, and I'm also super into politics. So that's kind of, like, a lot <laughs> of where this came from. So I'm like, okay, well, like, the president, thank God, cannot just do whatever he wants. Like, he has to <laughs> right. go through, you know, Senate and then the Congress, and there's a, a balance of power. So I was trying to create that in the Big Brother house. Little did I know it would kind of create, like, a very big group of people just form and just dominate. And that was definitely somewhere where I messed up. So uh, watching out to put twists that will encourage majority alliances to form is something that I try to stray away from. And unknowingly, I did that. But now I'm, like, way more careful. But my favorite twist that I've probably ever done is in season two. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't, like, love putting in twists. I like twists that don't extremely affect the game. Like, I know in your season, Simona, like, there was a twist where the evicted house guests will kind of have to, uh, like a wrath and like they can do whatever they want mm -hmm. in terms of they can put people on have not which like really didn't affect the game too much yeah um the most i went to was like a nomination and then that person won veto so nothing like really affected the game too much and i like like that i definitely want the players to uh make the stuff happen more so than the twist but sometimes a good twist can like really make a season good so for example in my second season um the twist was uh, the HOH would pick the veto players for the week. However, if the veto was used, the replacement would have to be amongst those veto players. Mm -hmm. So you have to essentially nominate your target so there's no, like, back doors. You can't really play scared, and the whole season was about getting blood on your hands and stuff like that. So I really liked that twist because, I mean, that lasted throughout the whole season. Like, at Final 7, people were still picking the veto players and their target. Like, And also, I like the fact that just because, um, like, you 
you your fate is in your own hands you have an opportunity in hoh you have an opportunity in veto and then you have the vote so i just thought that that was a super interesting dynamic and then sometimes people would be like oh my god i'm playing the whole house um looks at rocky <laughs> uh and okay, I, I can't piss no one off. I just need to put all of my allies in the veto so that we have to win it. And then we can just keep the nominations the same. Then the nominee wins. And now he has to put up an ally. So it can get really messy. And like, I really liked that about that twist. And it definitely didn't like uh, establish a majority. So I like that. Um, something that I would want to try. Um, I don't know. I really try to think outside of the box. Um, I've kind of... Uh, teetered into like fan voting a little bit i know i did a fan vote in your season simona where they could vote someone back in the game but i'm like maybe thinking what if i did like a weekly type of fan vote um that would like give a player like an advantage or something but then again i'm like that is kind of like unfair because there's definitely a type of player that this fandom roots for and if you're not like uh, like the prettiest girl is gonna get it all the time, and you know what I mean. Like I want it to be fair for all players, so um, Kayla I don't Coe know. Steps See, in. It's not. Um, <laughs> what'd you say? I said Kayla Co steps in. Right, Kayla Co steps in. <laughs> but I would um, never get that advantage ever. <laughs> right. Um. So I don't know. I've like thought about stuff like that, but there's not nothing that I'm like I really want to try. Um. I don't know. It kind of just has to hit me. I usually like have to think of the theme first, and then. Uh, from the theme we can kind of explore twists yeah that makes sense okay so my next question is kind of about casting you know like right now zach and i are going through our own application process and cuts are really really difficult but as a host and definitely watching like different people apply and seeing the different amounts of like dedication that different people will put into their application and like that kind of stuff like for people who are interested in maybe applying for z fame z season six reality noted season nine you know what are the tips that you would say, like, what are the tricks that really make your application stand out from other people? Well, first, I want to say cuts are impossible because I am notorious. You can ask Daniel. He has to, like, talk me out of it. I am notorious for, like, being like, well, I'll just extend yeah. it. Like, Right. If you let Drew, he'll make a 30-person cast every season. <laughs> if, if, well, now I've learned, I will say now I've learned with this smaller 18-person cast, and, like, smaller is better. I've really enjoyed it. You got to know everyone. But, like, there's definitely been times where I've been like, okay, I'm looking for 20 people. Okay, so now it's a 24-person cast because I could not cut th these last few players. It's just so impossible. Um, so casting's horrendous. But I will say what, like, I'm looking for is, and I already touched on for my next upcoming season, I'm actually looking for, like, a very specific grouping of people. So, like, that makes it even harder. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> but, like, um, what I will say with typically casting is, and it sounds so cliche, but I'm going to be honest, like be your honest, true, genuine self, because if you are trying to push this persona or this facade, like I've seen, I, I just got done doing 30 interviews. You're number 31. And I've already seen 20 people push the same persona that you're pushing. What is going to make me pick you? But if you're being genuine and you're telling me a story and I'm getting to know you and there's emotional like appeal and you know, all of these other things and other factors, and I can see, like, a clear version of yourself, um, then that's going to be way better than any type of persona that you think I'm looking for. Yeah, it's quote-unquote typecasting, but also at the end of the day, I want people that can tell a story. I want people that I think I'm going to put into the Discord and are going to really interact with others and really, like, open up. And if you're a closed-off person, that's okay, but 
you know, that can be a dynamic too. Um, also another thing that I'm going to touch on, like there, there's so many different things I could go on and on about what I'm looking for. And, but I will speak for me and for Daniel, good pictures. Like I'm looking for like good pictures. They don't have to, you don't have to be a model. You don't have to be like the best looking person in the world, but like just a nice, no Snapchat filter, like good quality picture for the edits is going to go a long way. Like we have a little app. I'm not going to, not going to leak it, but that we can make it be a little bit more HD if we need it to. But um, just a good picture, like look at the camera, give us some options maybe just because if I have like a really good interview with you and it's great and everything's awesome and then I see your picture and it's like a half face and that's not going to work with my edit sometimes, I'm a little bit too like, I, I feel bad asking for more because I think they might be insecure, they might not want to send it in. So just like from the bat, send in some good pictures. But obviously it's not based off of appearance, it is based off of your personality, but that's just a little extra like, piece of advice that I think would go a long way um for me like how you present yourself is super important um like a lot of times we'll get people who are like talking like this and like oh I want to play because you know I love Janelle and Harvey <laughs> is my favorite she's such a queen like you know like that is like not the same as you know, hi, my name is Daniel. I come brown, and let me tell you why they call me Icon. So when I was younger, I did this and this. You know what I mean? It's just like you need to captivate like whoever's watching. And like I know that in the past, I'm not sure if Drew has done like a casting team recently, kind of. But um, I know that I have like a group of people that I sit down and we watch all the videos and we rate one to ten. And if you get a six, like that may seem good, but a lot of people get sixes. So you need to be an eight, you need to be a nine, you need to be a 10 if you're really gonna like submit your spot in there. So whatever you do need to do, you need to like go 100%. Um, also like obviously, I feel like I'm just gonna like be, <laughs> I'm trying to repeat Drew too much because a lot of it is kind of the same, but um, be yourself. Um, obviously like uh, casting like a diverse cast is like something important to me. Um, like having equal representation. I try to do my best with like the male female ratio um it doesn't always work out but i try my best uh but not just like uh, with that like race personality type like i want to have i can't have like i love janelle but i can't have t uh, 16 janelles in the house because it just wouldn't be good uh you need to definitely have like different types of people with different backgrounds and uh stuff like that the another thing is i think there's something so just like refreshing when you're watching interviews or not interviews uh you're watching the videos for who to cast and everyone's holding their phone for me if you just set up your phone sit in front of a window uh have like a pretty little background uh it doesn't have to be nothing about it, it could just be like a tapestry or like a fish tank whatever whatever you have in your room and just sit down and talk um that like is like just so inviting to me like i feel like i'm sitting down with someone talking to them more so than like holding up your camera and just like laying on your bed and like i don't know that's just like a little tip i would have good lighting is important <laughs> and um yeah pretty much that's pretty much it uh, just be yourself be energetic and uh don't don't like play into what you think i want to cast because whoever is actually that person will get it before you first of all and then if everyone's trying to like play up that part you're uh up against like more people so uh just be yourself and don't get nervous yeah i agree <laughs> i agree with everything that you guys have both said i'd definitely say like no you're not gonna cut someone because of their pictures but like if you can't edit their picture like you can't edit their picture and like it just doesn't fit on your like feed and so like sometimes mm -hmm. we will ask but like yeah i definitely say like 
having pictures that like don't have like the butterfly filter or whatever like that's mm-hmm. definitely like it's not gonna like help you but it won't hurt you um and also having some type of energy in your video like if you're like even if you're like a low energy person just like showing that you care if you show that you care mm-hmm. like that's gonna make people want to move you on in the casting right. process more drew you saying that made me think this, like, there is nothing, like, if you, listen, if you are applying for Reality Notice Season 9, and you want, like, a sure way tip to, like, make it at least deep into the casting, if you, like, show me that you are either, like, a fan, or that, like, you, like, it, it matters so much to you to be there, like, I've had people, like, I'll shout you out, I had Griffin in, like, um, Season 5 put on a suit and be like, I think Reality Noda deserves this formality, like, if you were just showing me mm-hmm. that level of, like, I want to to play this game so bad it's hard for me to cut you because like i'm seeing other people be like yeah i know i'm gonna make it into this game because i'm good and then i'm seeing you be like this is something that i want so bad that is a huge thing so like that goes a very long way yeah mm-hmm. i agree and i just want to say <laughs> i like can't relate as much anymore to like the whole pictures thing because i was just so fed up i'm like listen you're having a whole photo shoot in your room and i need good lighting and i need you to be at eye level and i need you to like pose and i need you to like look good and i need at least 10 of each uh because i just need that <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i i definitely did a whole photo shoot for you daniel um, <laughs> um the last thing i would say is like i know for snake we still have like a written portion i would say like if you're not sure about your answer, like, definitely write more. Like, the same way on a test, like, if you're not sure if your answer is right, like, there is no right answer, but the more you write, like, the more, like, partial credit you could kind of get, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that's something, like, people, like, don't always think about when, like, they're like, oh, the video really matters. But, like, no, we also want to know, like, your opinion on this question. We just wanted it in written form instead of video form. And to touch on that, like, I think in the beginning stages, before you get to the interviews for me, because, like, I've already thought a lot about how I'm going about casting from an ex season when I do it. Um, Obviously, the video is a huge component. And, like, that for me, I'm not going to have too many, like, questions. But I think I definitely want to have, like, a little bit of a, um, I guess, like, a background survey that makes sense. Like, I want to know where you're from. I want to know your age. I want to know what pronouns you go by. I want to know if you're open to sharing some of these things, like your sexuality, your religion, like, you know, certain things like that. Like, I do want to get a good background on you because obviously, and even like, even your race, because sometimes I might know it's not, might not know exactly what ethnicity you are, like, you know, certain things like that. So I definitely want a diverse cast amongst all of those things. And then in your video, we'll talk about your personality and your gameplay. But it's just nice to have all of those things outlined so you can get a clearer picture. And yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that outside of the video and into like the written part of the application. So my next question is, why do you think people are so drawn to your games in particular? Like, there's so, so many games in the fandom, but Reality Noted and ZFAMZ, like, I don't think there are any games that, like, top them in terms of Survivor and Big Brother. And so, like, why do you, like, what what about your game makes it so special, so competitive? Like, what makes it Reality Noted? What makes it ZFAMZ? I think, well, first, before I even get into this, I do want to say, like, shout out to all of the amazing hosts and shout out to, like, like, I can sit here and name so many, but just to, to think of a few, like, Reality Not the Truth, like, Reality Star, like, Dejan, thank you for teaching me how to edit. Like, shout out to, like, all of those amazing hosts out there. Um, shout out to coming host, NakeX Island. Like, I have no doubt that your franchise is amazing because of all the games that you've played. Like, so, um, you know, shout out to all of those. I think probably, as for Reality Noted, I'll let Daniel speak for ZFMZ, um, but I guess this kind of goes for both of us. 
I think it's the the effort and the energy. Like I think it's clear that we care about our franchises and I really care I could care less about the viewer interaction. Like obviously I want that for the players so that they can have that and um they get that and it's so great to notice um people interact with your account and obviously it's such a re- rewarding feeling. But for me the main most important aspect is the experience given to the players. And so I think that's what draws people in. I mean, you get people that play my game that say, that is the best Survivor game I've ever played. That's the best game I've ever played. That's my favorite game. And so when you hear so many people say things like that, like I've had like over 100-something players in my franchise. When you have so many people say that, and you hear about that from like all of your friends that have played, but you haven't played, you want to play. And so I think that's what really draws people in. Obviously, you know, edits and stuff are huge. I don't think I'm the best editor in the world. I would say that I'm probably one of the better editors. Um, I do enjoy editing, and I think I've learned a lot. Um, But I think all of those things kind of pair together when it comes to word of mouth, um, viewer reception, edits, the view of the account, um, professionalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what it comes down to, I think, for me, is the experience that players have, them going around and telling other people, and then that kind of growing this this need in other people to play the game, to be part of the experience and part of the journey. Um, I feel like I've kind of touched on this earlier on, but um, I just think that when people look at our games that they see uh, dedication, and like that's something super important. I mean, as a player, we're asking a lot. We're asking you to get on Discord every day. We're asking you to, um, uh, like, can you stand on one foot for like two and a half hours? Like that just happened in my game. Like we're asking a lot for you. So I feel like um, you would want a host who's going to put in like double the dedication that you're going to put in so that it's a fun experience. So I think that that's um, a big thing. I also think it's word of mouth. I mean, when someone leaves a game and they've had just such like a great experience, like they're going to talk about it and they're going to tell their friends and their friends are going to tell their friends and you're going to post the casting call in your story and be like, this is the best game I ever played. So I think a lot of it is definitely word of mouth. Um, but I think you put into, you get what you put into it. So, I mean, I could, yeah, I could probably have hosted 20 seasons by now if I wanted to, um, doing just the same old competitions. Um, oh, that person's not on for voting. Like, oh, we'll just like not count their vote this time. You know, there's a lot of things that like you could just do. And I mean, to be a host is like one thing, but to like, like live and breathe it for like while you're doing it and to kind of make it a priority in your life because you're putting a lot of work into it is like a whole different thing. And I think that that's what sets us apart. Uh, not to say that they're like, that we're like the best of the business, so to say, but I mean, there's a lot of like great hosts out there. I've had, like, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't play other franchises that made me feel like empowered or made me feel like inspired to do so. So I just want to shout out, I know Drew said a few of them. So yeah, give the accolades to everyone, not just us, but um, since we're the ones here today, um, <laughs> I guess it's um, just well, you get what you put into it. And uh, it's all about the experience. I don't think I've ever had anyone leave my game um like not happy with like at least the production like maybe they didn't like love the game that they played or they didn't love how like someone backstabbed them but uh they're always like okay but like damn like that competition was so fun like that i i felt adrenaline during this game and my highs and my lows were so heightened because of uh, i felt like i was like actually in the house and like that those words like kind of boost me to like want to do more and um i think that's super important yeah, I'd say, like, 
so much about what I've loved about Reality Noted and Z Fame Z because I have played both. Um, is how real they feel. Like, yeah. Um, especially like in Reality Noted, like during Tribal Council, like I'm always nervous. Like even this season, being like a legend, being on like production, basically, and watching the Tribals, I was still nervous, and I like my life wasn't on the line at all. But I still like felt the energy, you know. And in Z Fame Z, at the end of the day, I would get out of school or like maybe be in school, I don't know, and, like, be in the house, be on the Discord, um, and it really felt like those were the people that I knew, like, at the end of the day, if I was having a bad day, like, I was gonna be able to talk to them, and that felt so real, like, yeah, I wasn't living with them, but, like, I, I was, like, we were in the Z Fame Z house together, and that's something that I think is so special about those games, and, of course, the dedication that you guys put into it. Um, so, my final question, and I know this one is gonna be quite difficult, but what are your top five moments in the franchise, moments of hosting, and maybe it's not gonna be the top five, but at least the top five that are, like, top of mind right now? Yeah, that is such a hard question, and I don't know if exactly what I'm gonna give you is gonna be, like, the top five of all time, or just, like, the top five that are, like, in my head, but, like, I'll name five. I'll do my best. So, for me, the first one that comes to mind is actually the very first Tribal Council I ever did. Because I remember I wasn't on camera. Rocky and Power were on camera. The players weren't on camera. Like, no one was on camera. Um, we didn't... I don't think we went on camera. Or I might have ended up going on camera. I think we did for Boat Reveal. But I know, like the second trouble like okay let's go on camera but just that moment of like these people were like it, it was so new no one had ever done a tribal council like you always just answered questions in a chat by texting no one had asked you questions and you had to try to throw the vote off of someone else or confront someone or keep it a secret or you know etc like that hasn't happened before and so to sit down and like listen to these people have a little bit of shakiness in their voice and try to figure out this like new area and new things that they're gonna have to deal with in, in game it was so interesting and it's something that's like lasted with me i can still remember poor tj clippy shout you out i'm sorry that you had to be the first boot of reality noted ever but your tribal council is one of the ones for the books and i remember it to this day um i guess my next one i in season two um austin with an e played this like great game he played this phenomenal game got final four and then he was winning the fire making challenge against Jordan, but he lost due to like technical difficulties on his end. Like his Instagram, just like his screenshot of a puzzle wasn't sending. And it was heartbreaking. I remember his interview. I remember he poured like his soul into it. And like, it was just a very, like everything was moving in slow motion in that moment. Like I, and then I refreshed it, refreshed the chat. His message sent at the same time of, as Jordan's but just underneath it like the whole thing was just like it was crazy it was very much like an epic finale crazy twist that was insane um then I remember being so nervous in second chances so season four when I go live to announce who has made it into the cast after fan voting I don't even remember how many people were on that live it was a ton like 30 players I think had been campaigning for like 24 hours to get into the season it was insane and if you were like in the fandom at that point i'm pretty sure you remember like the flood of like people begging for their votes to get into this cast and i remember going live with rocky and it just like my heart was beating i i was nervous to reveal who made it in and who didn't make it in 
it was it was definitely a moment that like lasts with me that I'm absolutely not gonna forget. Um, then for number four, this is kind of a cop out answer because it's not like a an exact um, answer, but like in final battle the amount of like tears that were shed over that season just like if you could group in all of the people that cried and like bawled their eyes out into like one like one moment like that was insane to watch like all of these people cared so much and although final battle was very chaotic and it was like super hard that's something that just like lasts with me like i have so many crying confessionals crying like crying that was didn't happen on camera, crying that happened on the Discord, crying that happened at tribal councils. Like the amount of tears is insane. And so like I admired how much the cast loved it. Um and then for number five, this one's a little bit of probably I would say recent bias, but like also I've never felt this way at the end of like a season. So like I'm gonna mention it. Like all the props to Corey, and this is something that like I've already said and I've already talked about, um and I'm going to talk about at the like reunion and everything, and I'm sure it's going to come up. And Corey was, we were so excited to have him. He played such a phenomenal game. He's a great winner. Like, hats off to Corey. But I personally had never had, like, every time I had a final three, the person that I, like, or final two even, you know, just the end of the game, the person that I thought should win had, has won. And so to have this season, Ellie, who I thought, in my opinion, I thought she should have won, lose because the jury thought that Corey should win instead is, like, just it definitely lasted with me it left like a weird feeling at me but also i'm like learning to accept that's the jury's decision at the end of the day Corey's the winner Corey deserves the win because Corey was the one that was able to get the votes based off of what that jury wanted to vote for so that's just something i never had experienced that every other time i feel like the person that i think should win wins and it's been like okay that's a wrap that's it um but i guess learning about that and then seeing that and just like adding like a new perspective to the game for me that's definitely something that i think is going to last even when it's not recent i think i'm always going to remember this feeling because i never felt like this after a season also shout out Corey and shout out ellie both of you are badass players and should both be super proud of yourselves but i guess those are like my top five i'm sure if i sat long enough i could like bump some things and move some things around but that's definitely what's on my head right now um, for me, it's really hard. <laughs> um, I was trying to, like, just brainstorm, and I can't, like, pe- like, it's hard to pinpoint stuff, but I can tell you that every time I crown a winner, it's, like, a moment of, like, oh, my God, like, not only is this the end of the season, but, like, someone just won, and I kind of, like, treat my winners, like, I put them up on a pedestal, like, I put them in edits, and I, like, make them the spacers for the season, and I just, like, really, like, respect them all and, uh, love them, so... Um, I would say that, like, one, two, three, and four would just be, like, the <laughs> the winner reveal. And so more so what I would want to do is, like, kind of just, like, look at, like, each winner in, like, a move that, like, uh, was, like, in- I was impressed by. So for, like, Dali, I loved, like, the week that her and Drew were on the block. And it was, like, the showman's in it. They had kind of, like, like, ran the game kind of, but, like, also been, like, underdogs in their own way. And it was looking like she was going to go home, but she, like went against Drew and without him knowing sent him to jury and he was like go Dally then he finds out later oh my god that bitch was on a Skype call for three hours or that bitch was on this call for three hours she was campaigning against me we said we wouldn't campaign and then she goes on to win the season um Riley (laughs) who's like someone who's so like 
polarizing just as a person in general and like riley's archetype does not like make it to the end of big brother often like it's very like it has to happen like a certain way for like a bitch like that to end up at the final two and then not only like they have to win a jury vote too and uh just watching her like just be so messy but like strategically messy and then like cut people off like i remember at the final four like you win veto okay like tell the person that you're going to evict them she like lies straight to their face and like tells emma you're 100 percent good five minutes later emma get the packing like and obviously like that's hard to hear at the final four especially like when you were just lied to so like little things like that that she just like had no remorse and uh is like literally like the epitome i think the biggest villain i've ever had and it's like unfortunately she couldn't be on the season because i have like something else planned for her but um like that was like just so crazy to watch dominic someone who like was a new face in the fandom kind of at the time no one really knew him uh was just super like ballsy early on didn't care was fighting lucas you know don't call me honey bitch and like all this stuff and like those <laughs> iconic moments that happened there um and then like it's like the epitome of like jury management i think dominic had probably like the best jury management out of any of the winners like definitely out of any of the winners but like really any player like you go you're at the end and you're like hey like yes dominic like i may not have worked with him but he was like always up front or he was like always super nice to me and like he's kind of like a humble giant in that sense so watching his journey and then in season four we had a controversy it was like kind of like the first time when it, someone was like wait did they deserve to win and there was this kind of whole debate but what i love about Lacey is that she was kind of like the outcast early on i mean she would have been like the first boot had things went different and just week after week she survived like i'm like oh my god like Lacey's like surviving and surviving like all she has to do is like win a couple competitions and she's like in the final two and oh my god the jury's like mad at Javen. like oh my god they're actually gonna vote for Lacey to win and then she freaking wins and um i also have to shout out Javen. Javen played like such a good game and I, <laughs> I know simona voted for him so she definitely saw it but um there's just like something about like the winner that like just puts the bow on the season like okay like yes drew thinks ellie should have won but Corey won he's like the bow he's like when you look back at like the season you're just gonna think of the winner so i think that that's so important and i've never had a winner that i'm like Ugh, i don't want them to win so um i like i think that that and like just also like the heightness and like the hype of the finale like i go live and there's like over 100 people watching a final had a household and it's like oh my god no answer a answer a no no answer b and like everyone's in the comments like freaking out and then somewhere off on the sidelines is my production sitting in the call with the jury and making sure that they're not on their phones, making sure that they're not looking. And then they get to see the final jury. Like it's very much like the finales are so important to me. And I try to like make them so like big. And um, I would think like that, was, I know it's like not technically like a top five, but uh, just like the winner storylines and stuff like that. Um, if I had to pinpoint like one other thing, I would say like the premiere of this season having like my first cast of returnees was so cool and then having them because they knew coming in if they were like a hero or a villain and a lot of them were like me villain and i'm like yes you were definitely <laughs> <a villain."> or <laughs> vice versa and, like there was people like i'm a hero and like they're like me i am a hero <laughs> so um just like those moments um calling the people for this season was just so fun and then uh I, I like loved that and then just watching them interact on the first night and then they go out into the HOH and they're like, ah, yeah, like, 
we know what this is. Like, let's do it, guys. <laughs> just kind of like that, uh, I guess, returning mentality of just, yeah, we've been here before. Let's just do this. We're here for, it's another day. Um, so I, like, really like that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this with me. I know, like, it's really awesome to see insight into other hosts, like, mentalities and, like, thought process and stuff like that, especially as a host myself who's developing my own franchise. So, yeah, thank you guys so, so much. And if you haven't tuned into Z-Fame-Z Season 5 or Reality Noted Season 8 finale and soon upcoming casting call for Season 9, um, you should totally go check that out. See you all in the next episode of Simona's Reality.